Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the Fabric Podcast, we're joined again by Andy Alsop, our president, founder, and CEO. Now, Andy and I had a different topic planned for today, but because we're recording this on March 26th, 2020, in the middle of the coronavirus, we decided to scrap our original plan and just talk about what's going on. We chat about what's happening here at the company, what's going on for our customers, how we're supporting them, and how we're supporting ourselves during this really strange and unprecedented time. Andy really gives us insight into what's been going on for us, his thoughts as this is all unfolding, and hopefully we can have some fun on the episode as it's one of our core values. So stick around and we hope you enjoy. Andy, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Sarah. Good to be back. Yeah, it's been a while, and this is a really interesting time. So we are recording this. We usually like to make these evergreen, but we are recording this on March 26, 2020, in sort of feels like the middle, but it's probably still the beginning of the coronavirus here in the United States. So we had a whole different episode planned for today, and after Andy and I talked, we realized, you know what, we're going to change it up, and we want to focus on what's going on. So Andy, just sort of fill us in. What's been going on in the last two weeks with the receptionist with the coronavirus? Yeah, this has been really interesting, <clears throat> and I think that pretty much all of our conversations at the company are, in one way or another, being connected back to the coronavirus. Um, I flew back to, I, I, as I've said in, in previous episodes, the company is in Denver, Colorado, and uh, my home is actually in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So I fly back and forth, and I generally go back every other week, and as a result of the coronavirus, I am going to stay in New Mexico. Uh, we have a stay-at-home ordinance here in Santa Fe, and so that's going to keep me from going back up to Denver. So we are a um, partially remote team. One week we're in the office, and the next week we're remote. And for uh, the foreseeable future, we're going to be a remote company. That's actually been uh, excellent sort of training. And there are some companies that have had to figure out how to go remote because they haven't been fully remote. Since we do it every other week, it's just sort of in our DNA and it's natural. So that's been good. Um, I flew back almost exactly two weeks ago uh, from Denver to Santa Fe. And I think there was a lot of jitters on the on the plane. It was a very quiet plane ride. It was only about a third full uh, because it was really at the beginning of everybody realizing that there's going to be some pretty substantial changes to everybody's lives. And so you could kind of feel that the Denver airport was almost empty. And when I got back to Santa Fe, which is a tiny, tiny little airport, uh, also very empty. And prior to me leaving on Thursday, um, I had a talk with a team and we talked about what the state of things could be to come. And during that discussion, we talked about what might happen to sales, uh, what we might need to do in marketing. But everything was just sort of coming to light. So we weren't really exactly sure what was going to happen. Um, so in that, um, made a uh, speech about these are some of the changes we're going to make now, but what we need to do is essentially buy ourselves some time because we just don't know what the impact of this is going to be. Uh, we're lucky at the receptionist. Uh, we are a bootstrap company that we've talked about in the past. And so we have made 
um, some not really made some moves, I would say, in terms of how we run the company, which is to run it close to cash flow break even and to accumulate cash so we can use that cash to be able to invest in the business. This came at a time when our cash um, is actually very strong and we were uh, about to make an investment uh, on a monthly basis in the, in the growth of the company. Um, we were lucky because this happened at the very early uh, part of that um, initiative. And so we have been able to just pull back on hiring. We have been hiring very aggressively. We had already grown the team from, from 10 to 16, and we're going to grow the team to 27 by the end of the year. Um, in d- doing so, we had kind of embarked on that and had hired six people. Uh, but um, we were able to say, okay, let's stop or slow down or postpone, actually not stop, but postpone some of the hires that we were going to make in the second quarter and then give ourselves some breathing room. So we've almost instantly been able to get back to cash flow break even uh, with a solid bank account, which gives us a lot of luxury. Um, And then it also gives us the ability to uh, take a look kind of um, take a step back, get our feet grounded and say, what is the impact of what's going on? And so in that two weeks since I returned, a lot of stuff has gone on. Um, We have seen that there are a lot of customers who um, at this time don't need a visitor management system who have said that we love your service, but at this time we don't need it because our office is closed. And as a result of our position, we've been able to go to those customers and say, it's a, it's okay. We're going to put you on a two month pause. Uh, we're going to pause your subscription, and then we're going to get in touch with you in uh, just short of two months and say we're about to unpause. How do you feel now? Um, some of the customers have asked for refunds and of maybe charges if they paid annually. We've honored all of those and said you know we'll we'll refund that charge and then let's just um, see where we are in two months. In terms of our employees. Um, I think our employees feel very good. They know that the company is solid. The company is there for them. Um, And in fact, I just announced today, uh, along with the leadership team, that we have implemented a program so that any employee who wants to return home um, to be with family during this really important time, who may feel sort of the impact of having to probably get in their car as opposed to fly, will now be uh, given a, a rental car um, and uh, totally paid for by the company and also uh, meals uh, and hotel rooms um, between uh, their home and, and back. We have a lot of employees who live in you know, states like uh, Wisconsin and Iowa and California and things like that. So I don't want them to feel like they can't be um, home with their employees. So all of it is really going back to fabric. Um, and supporting that culture we've created, uh, you know, F is, uh, is fun. Um, and we're, we're still trying to have fun uh, throughout this whole thing. We're doing things in Slack and we're having uh, Zoom calls together to, to keep that connection going. Um, we're trying to be authentic. Um, I think authenticity comes through when we support each other in the team. Um, we need to be bold <laughs> and we're taking some bold moves and in marketing and how we're supporting our customers. But going back to authentic, we don't want to do anything that feels icky. It's something that's been thrown around in our company uh, a lot as not having 
any sort of uh, icky feeling of being uh, authentic and then also being uh, respectful and innovative. And there's been an enormous amount of collaboration as well. So um, I am extraordinarily proud of our team and of our customers and what we have as uh, going forward as a, as a company. I think it's really been, been, been very strong. So that's a long answer, but that's a lot of what's been going on in the last couple of weeks. It's amazing when you think of that's only two weeks that all of that has been able to happen and shift and change. And you made many good points in there. But one, I think, is that the the workplace culture is shifting because it has to. People are being told to go home and work from home. And like you said, we're already designed for that because we're doing that part time. But even for us, that can be a shift. You know, we're, we're so used to seeing each other and being together. And that is a part of our culture. So share a little bit more about how we're still having fun and staying connected through all of this, because that's so important to who we are as a company and our culture. So we have um, a morning coffee, Zoom coffee. So instead of us all being in the office, uh, everybody has the opportunity. It's not a mandatory thing. It's completely (laughs) voluntary where, you know, whoever is having coffee in the morning and wants to fire up their computer and say hi to whoever else is there. Uh, We also have Zoom uh, lunches as well. Um, So we're doing that. And I, the number of things that have been posted, uh, we use Slack, we're, we're, we're um, sort of religious Slack users, and um, we use Slack frequently to be able to uh, uh, stay connected. So, uh, for instance, this morning, uh, Corey, who is actually somebody who just joined the company a couple of weeks ago, which is a crazy time to be joining the company, uh, she started an Instagram channel for her um, her dog, Zeus. And so. Um, <laughs> She or Instagram account, I should say. And so she's been posting pictures of Zeus and then uh, put that in, in the channel. Um, and also everybody is just sharing what they're doing, uh, you know, regularly. Uh, somebody goes out for a run or whatever. I mean, honestly, a lot of our activity has gone down. We don't have as much traffic right. coming to the website. And I think it's similar across the, the world, um, particularly across the nation. And so there's not quite as much sales activity. There's not as much support activity. Although there's been a big bump in support activity when the first when coronavirus started hitting, and we can get into that in a little bit yeah. as well. But um, but the support volume has really slowed down. And so I told everybody, let's use this as a time to really, if you want to work, and that helps you keep your mind off of what's going on in the world, work. But if you don't want to work and you want to go on a run or you just want to take a hike or whatever, you know, we're all in communication with each other because we don't want to leave anybody in the lurch if something happens. But everybody's going out and, and doing the things that they want to do in addition to sharing the pictures and sharing laughs and sharing the favorite shows that everybody's watching or the movie they just saw or whatever else. It's, uh, it's been really nice to see everybody coming together that way. Yeah. And I love that. And obviously, you know, anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while, they know how passionate we are about our culture and how our values are so critical. But I can also see as a founder, how that could be potentially stressful for you that you see the sales going down and people asking to pause and people wanting refunds and you're just rolling with it. So talk to us a little bit about how that's been for you. And has there has there been sort of a a struggle to to experience that with your company? I think there's always a struggle. And I've, as I've talked about in the past, I'm basically a 24-year veteran of uh, technology startups. So I've gone through uh, the 2001 tech bubble, the 2007-2008 you know, uh, Great Recession. 
Um, and I've been through a lot of those different things. And honestly, in all of those companies, I ran the company right up to the to kind of close to the bone. And so those ended up being complete um, disasters uh, in the past. I'm not afraid to admit it. They were, they were terrible disasters, um, such that I actually had to look at em- employees in the eye, some of your best employees, and say, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to let you go. And the money to, company doesn't have any money to be able to give you a severance or something. Um, I still have that burned into my memory um, from 2001. Um, and so we have, I've, I've taken all of those lessons. And when asked by different advisors and individuals, you know, why is it that I am running the company so conservatively and, and building up so much cash? I look at them and said, I've already been through this before, and I don't want to ever have to do it again. And I think that's actually coming to fruition. This is something that came on so quickly. I mean, two th- the, the the financial um, sort of disaster in 2007 sort of came quickly. It was a little bit of a buildup to it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at Bear Stearns employees walking out, crying outside where they shut down an entire company. Um, but it is a little bit like that. I mean, this this virus thing, we saw it kind of moving around the world. And I think as, I don't know if I'm saying this badly, but as Americans, we looked at it and said, well, it's not on our land. So, you know, I feel bad for those people in other lands. But all of a sudden it hit us. And now that it has hit us, uh, there are, I don't know how many people I've talked to who have been laid off from their positions. And it's um, unfortunate because some companies, um, their entire business relies on economic um, uh, activity continually occurring. And when that economic activity goes away, all of a sudden, uh, you know, people have to be laid off. Restaurants, service industries. I mean, I feel absolutely horrible for those people. And I continue to try to think of other than buying gift cards and trying to eat out or order out. You know, what else can we do for the people who don't have the opportunity to just say, oh, yeah, my, my paycheck's going to keep coming. So for me as a founder, I feel like it validates uh, maybe my conservative approach to running a company. In that we're pretty much cash flow back, uh, break even. We're making sales at the same time. Uh, our sales have not completely dropped off. They've definitely slowed down in terms of new sales. Uh, but we have a really solid foundation. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't get worse and it probably will get worse. But even if it does get worse, I can look at my employees in the eye and I can tell them, you've got a paycheck and you can count on that. And so they can be thinking about themselves, about their families, about, their work if they want to, and not worrying about like, how am I going to feed my kids? Or how am I going to make the mortgage or pay the rent? And to me that I'm, I'm extraordinarily proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you should be. And I think the, the whole team is always thankful for where we work, but especially, especially now. So let's shift a little bit to the customers. So as you said, some are asking to pause, some are asking for refunds, we're handling all that, but talk to us a little bit about kind of the support especially that we gave in the beginning as this was unfolding and people were still going out and into the public spaces. What sorts of conversations were you having with our customers? Well, it's interesting because a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, an, uh, an iPad is not going to be able to stop somebody who's sick at the front door from coming into your office. And that is true. It really can't. It's not taking people's temperatures. It's not the iPad isn't in one of those, you know, suits that they show everybody in right. with a face mask or whatever. But what it can do is actually a couple of things, or probably several things. One is that 
it can do screening and it can ask questions. It can ask questions like, have you visited a foreign country in the last 14 days? Have you been in air travel in the last 14 days? Um, are you experiencing any of the following a fever or a cough or whatever? So we standardize that based actually on the collaboration with some of our customers who are coming back, some of our food processing manufacturing customers who said, these are the questions we need to be asking people. And then we ask them permission. Can we use this with our other customers who ask? So that's what we did. Those other customers would come in and say, we need to figure out what we're doing here. And we were able to, you know, be the expert and guide those customers through the chaos that is happening right now and say, this is the best way to implement um, your receptionist, uh, your, your electronic receptionist. Whether you're using another electronic receptionist or ours, I think that it's been useful. Um, and so it, what it's allowed us to do, and, and, and a part of, I guess, an important part of it is that by having a digital visitor log and asking people these questions, and if they've affirmed that they haven't had these particular conditions, if um, anyone of a State Department of Health or the CDC comes into, let's say, a food processing manufacturer and says, well, who's been in your office? They actually have a full log of exactly who's been in the office and exactly actually the answers that they responded with. Um, We've also extended it to the fact that we have an employee uh, check-in and check-out feature. And some of our customers weren't using that, or they maybe had some other solution for it. But by using the employee check-in and check-out, now they have a full 360-degree view of all the people who have been in the facility when they came and when they left. And it's a full log of it. So that actually has a lot of value. And so we went ahead, as a result of that, we collaborated and we said, okay, what are all the things that the system can do? And so it was a, a leadership meeting where we had Tom Foster, our director of sales. Uh, we had Jessica Marshall, our director of customer experience, who's interacting on the front lines. Uh, we had our director of engineering, um, Delenn Berry, and our director of marketing, Michael Ashford and myself. And we kind of collaborated and tried to figure out what is it we could do to help customers so we put together um, uh, a, a blog post, and in addition to the blog post, we have a small studio that we had put together. So right after the meeting, uh, Tom went up and went worked with our creative uh, manager, James Jordan, and filmed a four-minute video on how you could use your receptionist, whether it's ours or anybody else's, to um, help with your screening in your facility. And it was just amazing to see the team come together. And within hours of some of this news hitting, we already had a video up on our website and we already had a link from the, and we still have it now from our homepage where you can click on that link and it shows you all the ways that you can use a visitor management system under the current circumstances. So that's kind of what we did. In addition to any customer who came to us over chat or called and said, you know, how do I, what do I do here? We were able to help them. And I think, um, I was really, really happy we were able to offer that support to our customers. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is a very scary time for a lot of people and there's just so much that we don't know. So to be able to provide some concrete answers and support, I imagine was great for, for people at that point in time and even still moving forward as information continues to unfold. Yeah, definitely. So get given that this is sort of, it feels like minute by minute that we're, we're getting more information and, and updates about what we can and we can't do. Um, how, how's the receptionist handling that? How's the, how's the team kind of weathering all of these ongoing pieces of information coming at us? It's, it's all, I've, I think it's about communication um, amongst the team. So we've already talked about Slack and there's been 
anytime there's an update or a piece of information or something that is worthwhile sharing with somebody else, it's getting posted in Slack. Or if there's a customer who comes in and says, you know, it's somebody from sales, here's from a customer who is um, uh, experiencing distress and wants some, you know, um, uh, some help with um, their subscription and pausing it or whatever else. We're communicating with every everybody on the team about those things. But just even maybe taking that a step further, this morning we have we have what's called we have a a, a Slack stand up every morning, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. We end up having um, uh, a stand up where. Uh, we post what's going on, what each person is doing every day and what they've done in the past. In addition to that, what we're doing is this morning we had a live standup. And during the live standup, uh, I gave them uh, what I really want to do. And we're a small team. You know, luckily, we're not hundreds of people. So we're only 16 people. I had everybody go around and and just talk about what's going on in their lives because so many people are feeling it's tough. Everybody feels a little bit isolated and they feel a little bit challenged. And I want everybody to feel like they have everybody else's back. So if somebody needs some support. So we spent time going through everybody's life, what's going on in your world. And our live Slack stand-up actually ended up taking much longer than normal. But for me, I really didn't care because it allowed us to have that human connection. And then um, as part of that live standup, we, I usually will make a report on whatever's going on from the company perspective. So I was able to communicate with the employees about what's going on with sales, with marketing, uh, with customer experience, and each one of the directors also provided input as well, and also talk about the state of the company. And I think that that is so important because without that, it means that people might be left asking is the company okay? Are we doing okay? I'm, I'm seeing, I've had five of my friends get laid off from their jobs. Like what, you know, how, how are we doing? Um, and so as a result of that, I think um, providing that input and we had, I had feedback where um, some of the employees said, I'm really happy that you provided that. that, that kind of puts my mind at rest and I can just kind of think about my family and, and what I need to get done in work and things like that. So that's what we've been doing is is really having a high level of communication. I, I think that is probably the most important thing you can do during this type of this period of time. Yeah. Well, and by the time this actually airs, things will have changed and evolved even more. Um, but so I true. think you know, there's, there's so much great information that our listeners can take from this. So any final thoughts before we wrap up today? Um, no, I think, uh, you know, one thing I think we talked about it, it's what I think has been maybe one of the most surprising things I've seen is that is really the reaction to the customers. Customers come to us and they're thinking, oh God, I'm going to have to ask this company for a refund or to cancel my subscription. So they sort of come in, you can tell sort of tense, like, oh no, I have to do this. And then when we say, we're here to support you, we'll do whatever, you know, whatever you need to help your business. And all of a sudden, the, they kind of let out a breath of, you know, a big, long breath. And they say, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, you know. And I think that that, to me, feels really good. And it also feels like, you know, it, it, there's so much tension right now and so much angst about what's going on. And if we can just at least make you know, a customer's day a little bit better by saying, 
you know, making it easy for them and them being able to walk away and say like, we're a community and we have each other's back, whether it's us as the receptionist, as employees, as our contractors and everybody else who works with us, or even our customers and how we're supporting each other. I am, I really am impressed even when I go out on a walk around my neighborhood and I see my neighbors that, you know, it feels like there is a very strong sense of community and that we're all coming together in this. And it, it really is, it is remarkable what we, what we do when, you know, kind of things get tough. And so I'm really proud of all that. And I think I'm proud of it as at our company and, and, and elsewhere as well. Absolutely. Well, and that's why we have the term radical support and, you know, we wouldn't expect yeah. anything less of ourselves for our customers at this point in time. So thank you so much, Andy. Hopefully next time we have you on the podcast, we get to talk about things that are a little more upbeat and hopefully, you know, we as a country have made some really good progress with all of this. So thanks for, for joining totally us today. Agree. <laughs> thank you. A big thanks to Andy for being so open about what we're going through. And we really hope that everyone is taking care of themselves during this difficult time. If you do want to learn more about us or look at the resources that we have, check us out at thereceptionist.com where we do have a two-week free trial for all of your visitor management needs. 